G'day everyone, we are back inside NBA. We are coming at you straight up after this with Heat Check. Skitty and I are back on deck to bring you the latest updates across the NBA. Who's hot, who's not? We're gonna do your buy lows, we're gonna do your sell highs, and we're gonna do our weekend Heat Check to get you set for the end of week 10. We're almost at the hump, and we should call it hump week in NBA fantasy. Let's get to it with Skitty straight after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Well, I guess that we could lean off with this one, the man Skitty, and with the Western Conference leading Minnesota Timberwolves, they continue to look really good. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, Cheddar, uh, and big hello to you, mate. How's everything going on this fine? What is it today? Saturday? Friday? It's I don't Friday. know. It's well, holidays, we played on a Saturday. It's a Friday. We played it on a Saturday. We're, we're doing it while the games are on so we can talk about some live action because we've got a couple yeah, of guys too. we wanted to, to get onto nice and live. You, you've got the phone at the ready. I've got the scores on the yeah. laptop beside me. No and we can talk about a couple of big things, uh, including that one. Biggest news over Christmas? Turkey? Hot or not? Do we are we selling? <laughs> are, we, are we are we are we selling high or buying low on turkey as a, as a meat at Christmas? Man, I am like I don't give a stuff about the turkey, man. Just give me that <laughs> ham, that good. Stuff. Yeah, you know what, I man. Like, give me that good Christmas ham that we get here in Australia, man. I'm all about that Christmas ham. That is just late, but I'm still. Mm. I might have a bit of turkey here and there. How about you? What are you feeling? Oh, mate, turn me over and base me sideways and score me silly. Um, a good ham. I had a beautiful triple smoked ham with her. This was, Ooh. this is, this is, here's, here's a random recipe for you. The great grandma, the great grandma of my son, uh, my wife's grandma, did this marmalade with sweet chili sauce, Worcestershire sauce we put with it, and some mm. honey. And her and I mixed it up. Aileen and I, shout out to Aileen, mixed it up in the kitchen, put that on it, and it was superb. Just Fantastic. like the Denver Nuggets. Who are a very superb basketball team, and without Gordon, out Aaron Gordon today, you said Peyton Watson was going to be yesterday too. And me on the pod, shout out to you and shout out to our friend Kingy at FBI Basketball. Make sure you check that out. We did about who who was going to absorb the minutes. You said, look, I think Peyton Watson's your guy. And mate, didn't he have a line today in their win over the Grizzlies? Twenty points, five rebounds, two assists. Yeah, absolutely, man. I was a little bit worried in that first quarter because Watson started, but played pretty crap and I think he had seven minutes and Holiday had 11 and I'm sitting there going, yep. you're kidding. They're going to pump the minutes into uh, Holiday, but uh, 23 for Watson today, but the Nuggets starters, Jokic had 29, Pope, uh, Murray and uh, had 25. So he played about um, played about the same starters minutes as it was a blowout because they won by 30 odd. Um, what I found very, very interesting about it was Watson actually took the most shots out of the starters as well. He, he did. Had, yeah, he had 14, uh, Jokic 11, Cobble Pope 10, Murray 12, and Porter 6. So, um, yeah, that's very, very interesting to see that they are actually happy to have him not only in the starting group, but also to be having the shots that he would normally generate off the bench group, which is good. But how about that game from Jokic, mate? 11 oh. of 11 for 100% shooting. One three, Huge. three three from the free throw line, 14 rebounds along. Yeah, 14 rebounds with 10, uh, 10 assists as well. That's is this going to be uh, the time that yeah, I re- that I rescind your invitation to play along in my friends and family league next year because you got the number one pick and took him? Is that just ah, is, he was always going to go number one, man? That's just no, uh, of course he was a great line, but you know, that's a, that's uh, a sexy line. The uh, the Grizz, they just look so bloody horrible without Jar Morant there. That, that's, oh, I don't know. You don't know what to say. Well, it's, it, it's amazing that someone, that he's that influential for the Grizzlies team, but there you go. Look, I think he's just the glue that sticks everything together with how they run their basketball. And, I mean, you can't exactly give it to Vernon um, out there and, and expect him to be doing these things. I'm 30 minutes, a team high 30 minutes, one from seven. One from four, uh, 11 rebounds, which was nice from him. The point guard getting the most rebounds was not on. But one thing I do want to touch on, and, I, and I've said this for weeks, I said, look out for Marcus Smart. And there was a buy low window for anyone who had IR spots for Marcus Smart. I like his potential return when Jar came back. He is proving me right. And I know this isn't a, a sell high or buy low, but if Marcus Smart's around, you, you window on that's Eclipse because in 23 minutes today, 17 points, five assists, three rebounds, and a steal for Marcus is very good. 
but we'll get to guys who we can buy low and sell high. Major notes of today's games, because I guess I should, should we play the soundbite? Because we're already bloody yeah. halfway through bloody it. To be, to be fair, should we should we do it? This is a bit of a rewind while it's going. A bit of a live feedback show, I guess you could say, because right now yeah. in the third quarter with a minute thirty three to go, the Warriors are down thirteen points to the Miami Heat without. Oh Jesus! Without one Jimmy Butler. Mm. Yeah, the Heat. They just you know next player steps up and they just keep swinging. No Kyle Lowry either. Um, Tyler Harrow's just uh, he's playing a beautiful game right now. Um, I think they just lock, they were locking Steph. No, nah, Steph's got thirteen now, but Steph hadn't yeah. scored in the first quarter, which I thought was just outrageous. And um, yeah, then he had to sit on the bench for a while while they played Chris Paul to just kind of run the help and get him back in there. So Heater yeah. just uh, Heater all over him at the moment, and this is in Golden State too. Unbelievable! It they is, are, uh, and it's fifty percent from the floor, fifty-one percent for the Miami Heat right now, forty-two percent for the Warriors, and that kind of puts it in perspective of how close the contest is going to be. Whenever, you, whenever your inefficiencies come up across the team, that, then you're going to take the L. And guys like Andrew Wiggins off the bench, three from nine. Yep, good for him. Kaminga, four from 10. Steph, though, the three from 11 on are you on your – just obviously one of the most elite scorers and shooters of all time in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and he goes two from six from three, and, and Clay goes two from five. And Kaminga goes zero from three from deep. It, it's not looking good for those blokes out there, but uh-huh. – I want to touch on one right now in the rewind because it's a, a game that's live and it was a it was a point of it. The Spurs are with the Trailblazers right now, and yep. I love that. I guess this is a bit of a. And I'm going to play just for the shit. Yeah, breaking news: Scoot Henderson believes the Rookie of the Year race is still open, and that's his intention to win it. I saw that quote this morning, and I woke up to that after we did that pod last night, and I was like, someone. I think someone in our group chat was like, someone get the man, the kid drug tested because <laughs> he thinks the rookie, and it is, it, it is wide open, probably between yeah. two guys. And their names are Chet Holgren and Victor Wenbanyama at the end of the day. Like, and if anything happens to Victor or anything happens to Chet, it becomes almost an, an inevitable one horse race. There's no chance Scoot Henderson wins rookie of the year, is there? No, there's none. I mean, he'd have to do some insane stuff to be able to get there. I mean, look, we're not even halfway through the season yet. So if he pulls out an absolute, amazing second half of the season, then, yeah, he's – I mean, he can have a chance. But, I mean, at the moment, Homie Huckers Jr. is play, outplaying him pretty comfortably, I'd say. So, um, yeah. If this was I, a year, uh, I pose you this question. Would, a, would, the, would the Homie Huskers, if he had played like a Scoot Henderson kind of rookie year or something like that this year, and he had this season next year, would he be a candidate for most improved player in the NBA? Well, they don't really give it to second-year players. It's more to the third year. As you don't normally see a second-year player win that award. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't see that. I mean, I don't I know. I understand why they do it because they expect that jump out of most yeah. um, uh, most rookies to second year. So, um, yeah, I think that's all right because you're kind of looking at the award. Like, you can look at it stats-wise and you can go, oh, we can give it to a, a rookie that averaged – like, let's say we gave it to Darius Garland coming off his rookie year where he was literally statistically the worst player in the NBA and then two years later he was an all-star. But, yeah. you know, you know that could that could have been given there. But that's generally not how they uh, how they like to give that award. So, no, nah, but either the, way, Homie's playing bloody good basketball and he fits that Miami system beautifully. Yeah, I heard in a Bill Simmons podcast that he had some blokes telling him that, look, they, they hoped and prayed that, he still would not be on the board by the time he rocked around to the Miami Heat because he was a perfect Heat guy, and he was, yeah. and he is, and it's yeah. true enough said. But yeah, on the um, Spurs and Trailblazers, look, it's a ten-point game right now. Victor Wembanyama, though, your, your potential and probable rookie of the year, twenty points, six block shots through three quarters, perfect from the line, seven from twelve from the field, four assists and four rebounds from him, comparatively to Scoot Henderson, who got the start today, four from sixteen, one from five from deep, perfect from the line. Uh, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal in there. Look, the inefficiencies there. If if this bloke makes four more, like three more shots, and is sub five hundred in the four hundreds, and two more yeah. of those are threes, and he's sitting around twenty points right now, you're absolutely laughing. And with Brogdon, no. like you're laughing. And Duop Reith has not entered the game yet. Anthony Simons is obviously out, but people picking up Duop Reith today as a as an option in this team. Mm. Yeah, with- I think they're more looking at. Um- yeah, do, yeah, do up with, but he hasn't even got a minute yet. They've gone with uh, Budgie with his beautiful bloody uh, uh, his Budgie. Beautiful 
bold. The budgie, uh, he got? He's, the budgie he's got smuggler. Dyed, he's got dyed gold hair, I think, and his yep. hairline's halfway back up his head. But, yep, good on him. Good on you, Budgie. But, uh, yeah, this – mate, I can't believe they're actually this close. Hey, I'm pretty sure the score was 24-4 to 4 at one point. So, Spurs were absolutely killing them. Um, and now, uh, yeah, Wemby – Back to 11 uh, points. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're now 13 11. points on that one. Uh, look, yeah. this is a this is a run, and we want to touch on this one for it. No really major news today. I guess we can take away from ins and outs. I think the biggest one there was Scoot Henderson getting a start. That was pretty significant because we wanted to know when there'd be a shift in Portland. Oh, okay. That's happening right now. This was this was the shift today, starting him in Brogdon. And obviously, when everything's back to place, we, we see Brogdon losing minutes there inevitably, potentially. Your biggest thing today, I know you put this in the group chat today, Tyrese Halliburton. What a sexy, and I regret, by the way, I was going to, I made a choice. It was either Patty Williams. Jesus, I feel, I feel so shit saying this. It was either Patty Williams or I was going to get Champagne in for two games on the back-to-back. And so I was like, you know what? Champagne's been great. He's got the start. Pop's going to give him some trust. He's playing against the Portland Trailblazers. Of all people, he is playing against the Portland Trailblazers. Surely he can have a decent game there. The Pacers, they're somewhat competent. Surely I don't take Paddy Williams for the day. Mm. I didn't take Paddy Williams, and the bloke had an absolute blinder with 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, and two steals, nine from 14 from the field. So Paddy Williams, if he's around, I've been saying it for a while, he's a guy you must get in your league. Paddy Williams is a a must-add there. Yeah, he's definitely been stepping up as of late since um, Levine's been out, and so is just all of the the Bulls players. Really, they Levine went out, and they all decided that they knew how to play basketball again. But um, DeRozan, not too bad. A bit crap from the field, which is a bit annoying. But his free throws were a bit back up. He's been a bit good. house from him. Um, so yeah, if you get if Vooch sits any games, man, you pick up Drummond so goddamn quickly. Seven and sixteen rebounds with a steal today, uh, coming off of his what was it 20, 20 points? 25, 20, 25 uh, rebounds the other day. Outrageous! Do you know I, I saw the stat the other day, which I could not believe. Andre Drummond has more twenty twenty games than Shaq and Hakeem Olajuwon, which just seems amazing. I actually, I actually wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute that because he remember about five years ago when he was still in Detroit. He had this ripping start to the season where I think he put up a 20-20 game every game for the first maybe two, three, four games. Like every single game was, oh, that's fine. I've got that rebound. Boom, done. Yeah. Oh, I know he's the rebound leader for just know, however many years he was. And I know crazy. he's so dominant. But, to, but like to think that he's done that more times than Shaq is just – that's crazy to me. And the only two players in front of him uh, is Dwight Howard and um, – uh, Superman. Moses Malone. They're the only two oh. players that are ahead of him. Shout out to one of the true undisputed champions of the NBA, by the way, with Moses Malone with an absolute yeah. with an absolute bullet. Uh, look, I think that's the main ones to take away from the day, Skitty, so far. Obviously, Tyrese Halliburton. Actually, you know what? I want to give a uh, shout no, out this, to – Oh, there was one ooh. more as well. Ooh, um, give me one. Uh, Paces. Yeah, um, Sticks. Jalen Smith. Yeah. Sticks, Nemhard, and Neesmith all getting the start today instead of Matherin, Heald, and Toppin. That's um, mm. a bit of a change. Even though Toppin, 12 rebounds, didn't see that as a starter. So that's a bit of a change. No, and, but, uh, and in 25 yeah, minutes, he did that as well. With Can I just say, and and this is the interesting thing you pulled with that one, because the Buddy Heald-Benedict-Matherin experiment, you, you, you actually pulled out some really good info there, Skitty, because Benedict-Matherin, it was like, do we do Buddy or Benedict? Bunny or Benedict? Bunny or Benedict? Well, now it wasn't Buddy or Benedict, but Buddy ended up playing almost team-high 33 minutes. Yeah. And whether it was a blowout or not a blowout and whatever it is, because Indiana made a, a – I won't say it's a blowout because they actually put together a solid fourth quarter. And you could say that it was like reasonably close in the third and they had to roll them. But Toppin got 25 off the bench. They pretty much ran a nine-man rotation, which was fair enough. But Naismith ran the team high, uh, sorry, 37 minutes to Tyrese, 34 to Naismith, and 33 to Buddy, even off the bench. Was really, you're right, it was really interesting to see that move. Yeah, they just kind of like chop and change their whole lineup wherever the, wherever they saw fit. So, and it, it worked. They, they played some beautiful basketball. They, they pretty much just said, give Tyrese the ball and let him make the play. Um, good on him for getting the uh, 21 and 20 assists with no turnovers. I think that's. It's been seven years since that was last done by Chris Paul yeah, or Rondo, I think. So um, another amazing game, just returning that. That is that is just absolutely 
skyrocketing your um, assist heading into the uh, heading into the weekend. That's bloody beautiful. I mean, shit. I own Tyrese and obviously a lot of leagues, which you know, and uh, yeah, no, pretty happy about I mean, that. Oh, yeah, pretty happy about that. That's probably an understatement if I've ever heard one. All yeah. right, bugger that off sideways. I'm sick of you talking about uh, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this. Let's get to our games of tomorrow instead of talking about our games today well, for our on. weekend. Hang on. Oh, oh, hang on. on. We got one more game that we obviously have to discuss. That was a that was a big one. Detroit versus Boston. No, it's not a well big one. Done Detroit. They had they had a fucking red hot crack. That goaltending was so close. I reckon that could have oh gone either way. I think it could have gone either way. Yeah. I'm not even going to say which way I think it went, but I think it was that close that it could have gone either way. So if the ref, it touched the board. It, it touched the board. It touched the board. It was it was fifty fifty. It was on the but board. Like it, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was, was it on I didn't the board? think it. You know, no, look, see, look if it's on the there. board first and you then press it, it was, it was, it was, it was literally a case of touch and go. And I'm not, I'm yeah. a proud Jason Tatum owner, but I'm not a Celtics fan, so I'm very happy to see them lose. And I would have messaged a whole bunch of friends really quickly who were a Celtics fan. So I'd have been like, "Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> you suck." But just for no reason at all. Even though I think, I think, I think the Jason Tatum isolation, I'm going to spin towards the basket every possession I get. Was just figure. I think he did it in like two or three possessions in a row with a two point game, and it was just left to isolation with basically him just putting his shoulder down, turning to the cup, and trying to get that little lay in, and it missed twice off the rim. And the yeah. one time that he didn't choose to do that, congratulations, Tatum. You made the right read, realizing that someone's going to collapse on you. He spotted up Derek White for that beautiful three to pretty yeah. much ice it and put it in their favor. So I think, look, well done, Detroit Pistons, but you they do continue to suck. And yep. 28 it, in a row. Woo! Is it? Is it? Is it possible? It's because Monty Williams isn't wearing glasses anymore. I he think can't it's because sit. Monty keeps putting out a shit lineup. That's, that's No, I disagree. I disagree. I actually think that he has a competent basketball team to at least have won more than two team games by no, now. I know, but We've I mean, got, this is the first time that he's it. actually put a good – Line, like good starting yep. lineup out on the floor because he keeps oh, yeah, starting fucking Isaiah yeah. Stewart. He's not a power forward. What? No. Why do they keep starting him? Like this, this was a good line. I mean, they they didn't. They kept like Burks play with more minutes, even though they started Knox. But I thought that was their best game that they played. Cade Cunningham yep. took the piss in the first half. That oh, was sensational. And their their want to win that game. They were. I think they had rebounded Boston on the offensive rebounds by like ten which is yep. amazing. And let's be honest here. If it wasn't for Kristaps Porzingis and his ability to be able to now, like now get the ball in the post, because, you know, when he played in Dallas and New York, they never gave him the ball in the post. And then when he got to the Wizards, they realized that he could. Mm-hmm. Boston have been like, you know what? Bugger it. You're bigger than everyone else. Here's the ball. I have no idea why Tatum did not give the ball to Kristaps in the post to get that game winner. I've because got one better for you. I've got one better for you. Derek White was literally standing underneath the basket. Go back and watch like the last two and a half minutes of the game. There's an isolation move where Derek, like Derek White is standing under the bucket. The double team comes for Tatum. And he turns around. He literally fronts the defender. And he's like looking over them, being like, what should I do? What should I do? And Derek's like, hey, man. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hmm. Uh, well, hey. Tatum, it's Tatum's team, so he's got to make those reads. But yep, Detroit. Um, so they their next game is against the Raptors on uh, the thirtieth, and if they do not beat the Toronto Raptors at home, it is officially the new longest losing streak in NBA history, bar none, because obviously they lost the twenty six in seasons. Yep. And now they've tied for the record that Philly had over to the next year. And now Detroit have the ability to break. You take the in seasons out of it. You take home. yeah, if you take anything out of it in season games, regardless of whatever. Yeah, this one is it. It's 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 really make or break their season. Not their season. No, it's their done. record books. Done, it's, the season's yeah. done. If this is make yeah. or break for the for the for the shithouse record books. Yep. And we'll get down to that one. I mean, there's our preview. They're probably gonna lose. But here's the rest of the previews for the for tomorrow. Just by the way, the uh, the the Spurs are pulled away up twenty points, and a champagne you could just do a thing like score the basketball at least once or twice. That'd be fucking fantastic for my pickup. Peter also pulled away to uh, twenty points ahead, and the Lakers currently lead the Hornets by twelve. 
Yeah, they've really pulled away. They've decided to stick their uh, neck down on the throat today and actually go hard. And Nick Richards is yeah. leading the way for them. Uh, let's have a look for Friday to start it off one. Let me say this one. We, we do the heat check where we do the preview for the weekend. Now, I mentioned earlier about our back-to-back games for the Thursday to Friday. So I'm currently riding into my Friday game. But I might do that. So if you hear this pod first, you still are on the Friday to Saturday, the beginning of your back-to-backs in America or in Australia, wherever you are. So your Friday, Saturday back-to-backs we're looking at are the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Raptors. The Saturday and the Sunday, we are looking at the Lakers as the only back-to-backs of the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Raps. The Sunday, uh, the Saturday and the Sunday are the Lakers. Friday is a massive schedule, though. We have 10 games on the Friday. But it's been like one of the better weeks for fantasy after a while. Like it's starting to come back to some normality with the amount of games per day. And we've got six games on Saturday and six games on Sunday. So you really want to maximize that Saturday and Sunday if you can with a with a Lakers player, if you can pull one into your squad for those ones, uh, especially at the end of your deadline on Friday, Saturday, if you can get rid of one of those players. Who would that so, be, the Lakers player that you would – Rui. I, I, I think right now I'm looking at Rui just for, out of, for memory consistency. It's Torian Prince. It's Rui Hachimura. It's Cam Reddish. Uh, we'll talk about buy low guys, and I might touch on Austin Reeves a little bit later when we talk about that because he's on his little bit, little bit of a down from where he was. So I think that you, you're probably looking at those guys um, for the for the jump start. Who are you liking there, mate? Uh, none of them really. Prince, maybe, but uh, yeah. if it's the yeah, if that's that back to back, but uh, no, I know, and also depends on enough for me across the board. So, and Van- I'd look at Vanderbilt if he did more, yeah, Vando, not at the moment, yeah, well, yeah, d- d- very much now. Yeah, now that Russell's not starting and they're starting LeBron at point guard, which you know seems to be working all right. Uh, your defense, your defensive specialist, yeah, exactly Jared right. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just say what I really like when we look at the scores ahead, we use ESPN when we do this preview and we look through the ESPN things as, as much as anyone else. Can I just say this is in this game tomorrow is in Washington. It is the lowest ticket price of an NBA game that I've seen in a very long time. It oh, is really? as low as it's 23 US dollars a ticket. 23 so bucks. Let's, 23 Jeez. US dollars. That's like, hey, Matty, nobody wants to, no one wants to Matty, see these guys play. That's less than a bloody um, big burger box from Macca's. That is unbelievable. That's, that's well, that's like in what, US dollars. That's what we, if, if yeah, the- but still, that's what we pay for the top of the stands at the MCG on level four, right at the very, very back when you just try and get tickets on the day. That is unbelievable. This isn't. This is not that. Look, you talk us through that, and I'm going to give you some wild information. Talk us through the Nets. Talk us through the Wizards. Uh, well, who are you liking? Who are you not liking there? Are there any ads you want to keep your eye on in this game? Oh, I um, yeah, right. I mean, it's in Washington. Um, ben Simmons still out. Lonnie Walker still out. Um, Claxton looks like he's going to return. Mikel Bridges needs to pull his finger out because he's been shit house as of late. Um, yeah, I mean the the Nets are just chugging along, aren't they? It's yeah. It you'd want to see them all back to full health to see what they can really provide, but. Yeah. Um, oh my god. And then the wizards also are just the wizards. But um I'm liking that. Um I'm keeping my eye on Dylan Wright for the Wizards. If he gets a bit more minutes, we all know that he can be an absolute steals machine. Think kind of like what Caruso does for the Bulls. Um yeah, so I keep my eye on Dylan Wright if he can get above twenty-eight minutes. But that's obviously gonna take a pool or a Jones injury or something like that. But yep. um yeah, because I don't know how they can kind of make they couldn't add him to the lineup at the three with Jones and Poole as well. So, um, but I'm keeping my eye on right centers. He's back in the mix. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, you'd think Brooklyn here, but I mean, it honestly wouldn't shock me if the Wizards take this. No, it, it wouldn't shock me at all, to be honest. And it wouldn't shock me to see that the pretty much center circle seats uh, eight rows back from the eight rows back from half court for a Wizards game at home versus the Nets is only 166 US dollars. So that's wow. value. But what that is, is also value, and I'm not afraid to say it, is our good friends, Bonus Bank. Now, if you're out there and you are looking and you are a punter or any way, shape, or form, make sure you check out our sponsor, Bonus Bank. Use promo code INSIGHT for your first 25, for your first 
months, 25% off your subscription. They are one of Australia's best side hustles. If you've got match betting and gambling, or it's like, oh, this promo is on today where you could get this free cash back if you do this, this, and this. It's low risk, a high return, and users who take part of the system can get up to $2,500 in their first two months. You get 25% off with the promo Insight. Make sure you get onto that one and do it right there. Tomorrow, the other one uh, started up off the bat is the Knicks and the Magic game, where their tickets are less than $100 because, you know, they're on Orlando, but that's not important information. The important information is Jalen Brunson is continuing to be a brilliant player of basketball this season, really making a welcome return to form. Absolutely, mate. Could not agree more. I'm actually very interested to watch this game because I think it will be actually a very competitive game. Um, this is This is the game where... Jalen Suggs can really cement himself. If he can slow down Brunson mm. in his one-on-ones, because Suggs is a amazing like one-on-one defender on the perimeter, uh, and his energy and um, effort is just second to none. So if he can lock up Brunson, um, then it's obviously going to be a, a lot of shooting from Randall and Barrett. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game. It's another one that can go either way, but for better reasons rather than the Nets versus the Wizards. Um, Fultz is still out. Ingles is still out. Isaac and Harris are both GTDs. Jericho Sims is out as well for the Knicks. Um, so Hartenstein's going to get the bulk of the minutes there. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. We need to say Parlo's, um, his free throws have gone back down again, as well as his field goal percentage. We need to see them creep back up. But uh, Franz Wagner has been playing his ass off. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see this one. I think... Um, I would be looking at Randall for the overs. And um, yeah, I think that Knicks might take it, but I'm not fully confident in that. Uh, I'm just going to stick with um, Randall hitting the overs on the points, which I believe would be about 20. Now, your best next year, best ticket value in the NBA is for $35 to sneak into the nosebleed section to watch the uh, visiting Sacramento Kings versus the Atlanta Hawks. Both very young. <laughs> like the beam, both Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox have been absolute weapons for their respective teams as of lately. Here, Jalen Johnson's impact has returned in Atlanta. He's come back to pretty much where he left off straight away. He was, I guess, as far as our young blokes go and improve, he is having an absolute blistering season. Keegan Murray as well. I flirted with him oh, on a couple yeah. of waiver wires and I didn't take him. I was like, oh, I've got it. I'm okay at that spot right now. I'm not going to take him. Jesus, I almost regret it because he has been on an absolute scintillating scorch lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to one of my buy, sell highs on Bogdan Bogdanovich a little bit later in the show when we do our sell highs because Bogdan Bogdanovich is one of them. No real ads here, Skitty, if you could take your mind. Uh, nah, I mean, Hunter's still out, so we keep rolling with Bay, but I'm a, uh, I think Bay may go back to the bench when Hunter returns. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, not really. Uh, not really liking anyone from this game, but yeah, I'm with you also too on that Keegan Murray because Jesus, I had I did not even think that he was going to be doing what no. he's doing this season. But his rebounds are up, his three point shooting is still immaculate, and they're actually giving him more of the ball, not just like if he misses his first two shots, he doesn't shoot for the rest of the game. And uh, this is what they, we talked, about, and this what we talked about as well, like that consistency and, and confidence for yeah. him, no matter what. I like just to get him more ball, get him more ball, and they didn't, and they did, and they didn't, and they did. And it was spasmodic and owners of Keegan Murray dropped him. So there's a yep. lot of Keegan Murray owners out there right now who drafted him in the bit because he was going late in drafts. So he's like, oh, I'll get Keegan Murray in. Far out. He's been on an absolute scorching tear through the NBA oh, lately. Yeah. Mate, next one up, the Raptors and the Celtics on the back-to-back today after this Detroit Pistons schmozzled today where they almost lost. Mate, t- t- tell me tell me how you feel about this one, Skidmore. Oh, man, this one could be a little bit spicy. I'm not going to lie to you, Jay Wiz. Uh, yeah, this – I mean, would it shock me to see the Raptors come into Boston and bowl the, bowl the Celtics who are on a back-to-back? I think it really does depend on if Jalen uh, Brown plays or not tomorrow um, because, yeah, I mean, back-to-backs, they – Boston have looked a bit better coming for them this season, but they only beat the Raptors by three last time. And then the time before that, they blew them out, but that was without a few of their starters. Um, Yeah, the Raptors do play pretty well against the Celtics. Um, It would not shock me if the the Raptors win this game. I'm not going to lie to you, G. Um, 
Yeah, I it wouldn't shock me either, either, especially on the night of the back to back. I think it really does depend if Brown plays as well. Um, I think he. Yeah, it depends um, if he's back. If he, he's if a game he, time decision as well. That, yeah, with that back injury. So if he gets it, it if he plays it, and I would assume, well, Al Horford's going to sit because Al Horford can't play a back to back at all. He's, no, he's, no way. His back flares up every single time they call him and they go, oh, we've got a back to back. Al's like, no, 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 back, back hurts. I can't play, can't play. So. I believe they'll be without Horford, which means Cornet's probably going to get the backup center minutes. But that depends if Porzingis is going to play as well. I mean, he he's known yeah. to sit a couple. He's still carrying a couple of injuries. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Raptors could be a bit of value uh, tomorrow if we see that all those Celtics players are out because their length is – they do have enough length to be able to, to be um, to be somewhat defensively liable against um, yeah. the Celtics. So. Uh, nice one to watch out for. The Raptors are currently $4.45 at the moment. So Ooh. we will have to uh, wait and see on that one. And the line of Boston is under 9.5 as well. So I'm actually leaning Raptors That's... there for that one. I like the Boston's line there. The line's at 9.5. 9.5 right now. The line is at Boston yeah. under 9.5 points. That's a really – skitty straight onto the sports. I just – yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go straight away. Uh, look, the, your team, the uh, – Bucks versus the the Bucks versus the Cavaliers tomorrow. The biggest thing that I've got to really say right now is, and, I, and I'm a proud owner of him in in many ways. I don't know where the hell Donovan Mitchell's been for four games and what kind of illness or gastro or whatever. I mean, my son goes to daycare, and my wife's been hospitalised and back on her feet within 48 hours, 72 hours. This guy's this this bloke has got professional medical care and been at shoot around, and he's been out for four games in a row, five games in a row now. So it's just reaching the point where what's wrong with Donovan Mitchell, who's been present at the game. So it's not like a, a COVID thing, even if it was. You know, I don't understand. I just want Donovan Mitchell back. And maybe I'm a little bit upset about the whole thing because I don't own Donovan Mitchell on like three leagues. And he's been one of like my favorite players that I own all season long. Skitty, do you have any inside word from Cavs land when my guy is going to come back for me? Man, I think it could be this game, but you know what's the point in rushing him when the when Mobley, Garland, and Mitchell have all been out, and the Cavs are four and one. It's they are just absolutely taking the piss. Um, that that game against Dallas, I mean, even me personally, I gave him no hope, and I thought Luca was going to drop seventy on us. Um, yep. He and he looked like he was going to do it in the first quarter, um, but then they came out, they stuck it out, and they played some beautiful basketball. To end the the ball movement that the Cavs are doing now, that they don't that they can't rely on Mitchell and Garland um, all the time. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Craig Porter Jr. is just getting the ball moving. They're running the ball through Allen through the post as well. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, I really like how they've been playing. But if Mitchell doesn't play tomorrow and we roll up against the Bucks with that lineup, I, I don't give us a lot of a chance. I mean, they've been playing no, really, really well. But the Bucks with the Bucks line is only under pace. five and a half. They're only under five and a five point five as well. Milwaukee minus five point five, which I think is very like you well, can you blow them out by a lot more play. than that. I think Spider might play, and I want to see a Spider versus Dame. I really yeah. want to see a Spider versus Dame yeah. battle. Like that's for but me. Also, it's like in, in saying that, if Spider does not play, we are rolling with Craig Porter Jr. again. This man is nearly getting triple dubs. He gets defensive stats. He gets twelve rebounds last game against Dallas. Outrageous, and then he still can. He's it's still huge. providing the assist. He's not getting you much scoring, but that's all right because he's not taking many shots. But he's getting you everything else, and that's what you want. So, if Spiders out again, we roll Craig Porter Jr. Yeah, you do, and I, and and I'm not afraid to say that the once and future king, the once and future king, Jared Allen, is being absolutely phenomenal there in yeah. in, in Cleveland. You yeah. say he's been really directing traffic down there, directing the ball through the post. He's been fantastic. But I think Malik Beasley is the main guy. I think we can say on the waiver wise for the weekend ads and pickups right now that you want to have a look at. He is going to be able to probably not, I want to say scorch the opponents there, but Malik Beasley probably off board there if the attention is going to Giannis yeah, and to man. Dame. He's he's going to be a pickup there. So look out for Malik Beasley for a source of threes. And also if you want tickets for $35, Skitty, you can head over to Cleveland very, very quickly. Uh, we're also looking at our next one. We've got the Sixers and the Rockets here. Now, the Raptors were one of our teams, obviously, that we were talking about earlier that had the, the back-to-back on the Friday to Saturday. The other one is the, the Sixers. We touched on the Knicks earlier as well. The Knicks we're looking at probably – Anyone there like Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, whoever around on the wire for the Friday, Saturday back-to-back. 
but we're looking probably here in the sixes for none other than your sexy Paul Reed, boy. baby. Oh, Paul Yay. Reed, and also my sexy boy, Kelly Oubre, if he's still there. He had a stinker last game, but Paul Reed's the one that can give you a, a shitload of fantasy value. Kelly Oubre was oh, really hot, good hot, on hot, the hot, event. Hot, 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 hot. I might get a big Kelly Oubre poster to put up there, actually. That'd be nice. Um... He got you in the defensive stats, but yeah, he killed you a little bit on the percentages with the, with his shooting. But that's gonna that can turn around. Um, no uh, Dylan Brooks and no Jabari Smith Jr. for the Houston Rockets, which means Tari Eason is a go. Um, yep. I have a and he's available. And we now we had a look at this yesterday when we were chatting. He was yeah. in fifty five percent of leagues. Yep. He was he was owned, um, yep. and that was really surprising because he had gone down one percent. So we, you and I were chatting yesterday on. On a pod, and I was like, let me just look into that live because we said, oh, you're probably not going to be able to, probably not going to be able to get him around the place. And we're like, oh, let's have a look. Let's let's see what's going on. Uh, I'll have a look right now at what Tara Eason is because on Yahoo, we were both absolutely shocked to see this guy. Now it's got to be in ten team leagues. You're not going to find him, but to find him anywhere flirting around 55 percent is really surprising. And yeah, okay, so this is this is. This is a real like. This is when like. He's gone down two more percent, Skitty. Oh, wow, eh? Tari Easton's uh... gone down to 53, 53%. Now, I know it's on the back of a game where he went two from six and, and 50% from the line, but the five steals were incredible. And you've got to value that. And yep, he's going to be better from the field. He's going to get more opportunities than six shots with Jabari Smith Jr. being out, but he's gone down 3% in Yahoo. Like, this is a. And we just did a thing like a week and a bit ago. It's like, is it happening? Because he was putting together double, like almost like the streak of 18 and 14, 25 and 14, 11 and 8, 11 and 6, 14 and 8, getting you steals left, right, and center. Mm. And people keep dropping the blow. Yeah. But now he's no. got opportunity galore, possibly. So yeah, you're, you're bang on the money. Tara Easton's your guy there. Yep. And also, I know Brooks is out, but um, look, I. If they roll out Tate, no, for me, I I don't I don't like what Tate brings. If I want to see how the rotation looks, we didn't get to see it fully because the Suns absolutely smacked them last game. Um, and I know Whitmore got a lot of point, uh, got twelve points in fourteen minutes or something like that, and he was a good source of that. But oh, I don't it was seventeen. That yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't. It was think hollow. That it was happen. hollow one. Yeah, I don't think he'll get the minutes in this one. Um, uh, I think. I think Houston could almost roll them here. It's going to just depend on how well they can defend Maxi, but I guess they don't have Brooks actually. So, yeah, actually, not Philly. I like Philly here actually. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. If it's Tate, I don't care. Um, I really want to see them put more minutes into Amen Thompson um, and just let him see what he can do. But I think that's going to be more of a um, Jalen Green. Um, outing rather than uh, if it's going to be Brooks or Fred. Um, and they keep pumping these minutes into Aaron Holiday. They have so much trust in Holiday. Could be a good sort of threes and uh, assists if uh, if needed there. But obviously, not on the back-to-back. We're, and we're paying more attention to um, Ubre, Reed, uh, those kind of guys from Philly. And let's get through our last four games because one of them is pretty much like a, a case of history repeating. So we'll, we'll save that one for, for the very end and we'll touch on the score for that one. Look, this one, Thunder and Nuggets, it's going to be incredible to see Shea kind of versus Jokic. Like this, I mean, Jokic is on the back on, on a perfect game, like perfect from the field, triple dub. It's, it's an incredible game. Shea has been undisputably one of the best players in NBA fantasy this season. There is no one here apart from Peyton Watson that we're looking really at adding right now between these two teams, especially with what he's done today with Denver. So we've touched on that one. We think he's good to go. The Hornets, uh, the Hornets and the Suns is our next game. We're, we're, where do you go here? You really just got the rotating thing. You're not really looking at any horns, but Nick Richards uh, with Mark Williams being you know, in and out of the rotation when limited due to his injuries and returning uh, and all that kind of jazz. I think you're going to look at right here. They're on the back-to-back leg as well, so probably not looking good there, you'd say, Skitty, for a big run. Phoenix are going to kill him. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Charlotte yeah. suck with that ball, and um, they're on a back-to-back, and they are currently getting belted by the Lakers, and... That's what the Suns are going to do to them tomorrow. Yeah, they're pretty much laid down the mercy rule at this point. Uh, they've gone up 22 points, and Max Christie is getting defensive rebounds. So, uh, you know, if the Lakers have done this one, they've just had enough of it, and they're and they're done, done, done. 
um, next game up, who's on your agenda for the uh, who's on your agenda for the next one, Skitty? We got Poland versus San Antonio again. We do. That's what I'm saying. This is the oh. case of history repeating. Oh, we do too. Righto. So, and the Spurs are currently up 16 with three to go in the last. So, I mean, we could uh, pretty much just look at what's going on in this game and transfer it over to tomorrow. So, you probably want to drop Champagne because he's been shit. Um, but no, no, no. Uh, look, I, I do, I do, I do. I just, I don't. No, you the hold. 13 you minutes. Obviously hold. I obviously no, I don't. I've got. I've got an ad I can make. I think I've got one. I've got two more up my sleeve. I might have to run a back to back to be honest and drop him because. But I do like that he's got me two steals and a block today. I just hate the yeah. zero. I just hate that he's taken one shot in his thirteen minutes and mm. and and Keldon Johnson's come back out and gone four from ten from the field and like it's. I don't like it. I don't like it. I thought there was a runway there for him to have an opportunity. He did. He had the opportunity and he gets thirteen minutes. He's playing just over a quarter of basketball. The two steals in the one block, like those per 36 numbers, bloody hell. Just multiply that yeah. by three, basically, and the guy's an absolute elite. But the two from two from the free throw line, you know, he's buoyed that for me. I, I look, I can move. If I can move on there, I've got to drop today, and I've got to get myself onto a Nick, a six, and a Raptor to make the most of the back-to-back, and then I have to roll a Laker if I can, if I can drop two. It's pretty much down to the wire on that one and see what my opponent does. So it's, it's really a strategy one when it's four or five, and I'll read you out the line right now. Uh, he's up. I'm not going to win field goal percentage. I'm up free throw. I won't lose that. It's only four threes involved in it. Uh, points, I'm pretty clear there. I'm down 25 boards. I'm not probably going to make that up. Assists, I'm down 17. Steals is in the balance right there. But I have a, I have a much bigger slate to finish the week up with some bigger boys. And, yeah, and Jar Morant sat today as well, which I didn't like. So with, with yeah, Jar being enough. out today... Didn't help me at all. Yeah. Didn't help my cause. So, so in this game, Portland versus San Antonio tomorrow, though, it does look like Aiton, Sharp, and Simons all have a chance that they may play. Uh, DeAndre yeah. the most likely with um, uh, Simons and Sharp because uh, Simons has an illness. So wait and see on that. But, um, yeah, we may have to wait on if there – well, there's not really anyone to pick up besides Brogdon for the Blazers. So, um, yeah, so we're just holding wait for that. But then our last game, we've got the – Memphis Grizzlies versus the Clippers. Memphis on a back-to-back here after getting belted by the Nuggets. And it looks, well, it says on my app that Jar is still out. So he's still uh, he's still out with the illness. He's listed as possibly out. And the and the thing was like what it was like a what are we getting? Which game are we gonna go all out for? I think they'll go, I think they rested him this one to get him right for tomorrow. Could be a flu game situation where he comes back from it. Look, they were an absolute tear, they were undefeated. With with Jar back in their lineup, I yeah. think we're looking on the back to back that they've gone out there. Uh, look, there's no, yeah, there's nothing that I'm gleaning from this one. But what I am really hopeful for is a bounce back game from old mate tomorrow because, yeah, I would like I would like Triple J to pull his finger out. I think that brings us to this one, Skitty. Let's do this one. Let's do our let's do our buy low guys right here. Jaron Jackson Jr. continues to be an up and down. He, he's like an up and down bouncy ball. Uh, yeah. He's highs. He's had some highs, and those highs people were flirting with him initially in early drafts and mocks in the first round. Like they're like, "Oh, he's going to be huge, especially with Jaron. It's going to be his. It's going to be uncontrollable. He's just going to be insane." And then second round he started to slip, and third round he started to go in some drafts on draft day, which was probably about fair. Now in the past month he's been around the a top fifty player in the past month which is much to his credit. He's been top 70 over the course of the season. Mm. But in the last week, he's been outside the top 100. Yeah, wow. Now, that's huge. I actually had a trade today, Skitty. I had a trade out. Do I want to take Tyus Jones, who will be one of my sell-high candidates, by the way? I had someone offer me Tyus Jones for Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, I didn't consider it because I know that Jaron Jackson Jr. can be better, and he's got been obviously a little bit better, you know, he, he can be a bit better with Jar around. This has got to wait to click, and this is what you get with Triple J. But there is a massive buy low window on a guy who was on the season being a top 70 player, who we can know can be a top 20 player in fantasy, top 30 player. But when yep. for the last two weeks he has been outside the top 100, well, there's your opening. And, and we always come up yep. against this thing in buy low, guys, Skitty, where people invest hard in a guy they don't want to let it go for nothing. So Correct. you need to be prepared to give a little bit 
but you could get something back of value that needs for your team and to match your team's needs because this is the time. Because this is halfway through your fantasy season, folks, and I'm I'm shitting bricks in a couple of leagues. I'm not going to lie. I've had injuries left, right, and center, and then I get illnesses for Donovan Mitchell. Random illnesses. Hear me out for four weeks. And I lose in two weeks points by eight without Donovan Mitchell because obviously there's no IR spot there. I can't draft someone in. So I'm, I lose. So, Skitty, this is a guy who we know can be better than this. In the past month, he was the 42nd value, 40th, like 42nd value according to Basketball Monster. But right now, in the last two weeks, it's been 144th. There's going to be frustrated owners out there. Mm-hmm. I think your perfect donor is someone who's traded for him in a league. And because I actually offered up Miles Bridges in return in that trade. I was like, maybe I'll give you Miles Bridges for Tyus Jones. Mm. Maybe. Skitty, what do you think? I, I mean, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't do Jaron for Tyus Jones just because I know that uh, Jackson's upside's way higher. I think Jones is playing at his peak right now. I mean, he got a triple double the other day, so yeah, uh, yeah, that that wouldn't be for me. But um, yeah, I would I would be holding Jackson and just hoping he gets better when Jar comes back as well. He just needs to get his blocks up a little bit more. That's his uh, that's been his downfall, and I'm pretty sure his field goal percentage has been actually pretty crap in the toilet as well. But that does happen when he doesn't have Jar yeah. with him because he has to obviously take more more shots to rely upon. But um, yeah, yeah, he's I, been it's just been over 500 for the field in the last two months. He's been 460 uh, from the field in the last. He actually has been better the last couple of weeks. He's been 506. His free throws are about the same, but the three points, like his percentage on this one. Is is down under two? It's down under three hundred. Like his three point shooting this year, is been a. It's been almost since his twenty twenty one season. It's been at two eighty four. He's at three fifteen now. So it's his second worst three point season. It's it's just not looking good for the bloke. And his two point percentage is uh, is down. This is this is a time you want to look at it. Like you want to look at the guy and be like, what's his body of work? And the lack of blocks has been the most concerning thing. In the past two weeks, he's been averaging just over one block. In the last week, he didn't get you any. So if people look back over that four-game slate and they don't see any blocks, they're like, oh, shit, what's going on there? This was a guy last year who was averaging three blocks a game. The year before that, 2.3 blocks a game. And this year, he's, he's at half that. He's at 1.6. So he, he's at half the block potential. And this is what brings his value down because the real value in Jaron Jackson Jr. was good field goal percentage, excellent free throw percentage, made some threes, got you some rebounds, and his rebounds are down as well. So he's at 5.7 on the year, which is down from – it's basically down one, which is just – he's always fluctuated, though. He's never been an elite rebounder. He's never actually topped over like seven or eight or nine rebounds a game. So, I mean, this is obviously the blessing of having someone like Stephen Adams in your team who can just eat exactly. them alive. That's the problem. And, and that's the problem. So you'd think without yeah. Stephen Adams being there this year, there was a better opportunity for that for him. Well, there was. Who's it going to? Bismack Biombo? Xavier Tillman, Santi Aldama, whoever they've just rolled out there to fill that center spot. Kenny Lofton, even for a short time while he's not on the team anymore. Like, bugger, man. <laughs> he's not even there anymore. So, mate, that's my first. Why low Jaron Jackson Jr.? This has opened up another window for you, so I'd be looking at that right now as well. Who, who do you think, Skitty? I have a – my buy low is uh, – might actually surprise a few people, but mine's uh, the 86th ranked player over the last three weeks, and that's Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. I'm, I, I've been surprised with when, – when I looked at it, right, you, you see like in the box score and you kind of go, oh, yeah, now Booker's had, you know, 24 and 6 or something like that. And you yeah. go, oh, yeah, that's a pretty good game. I'll take that. But then when you actually look at, into it more in-depthly, right, so he's been averaging 26 points per game in the last three weeks. That's good. But he's only hitting 1.5 threes. And then his rebounds are down to four. His assists are up, which is okay. But then 0.7 steals, 0.3 blocks. He's shooting 48% from the field. And then, Jay, this is the biggest, most obvious buy low that you'll ever see. Devin Book is shooting 79% from the free throw line on seven attempts a game. So he is killing yep. you from, your, from the free throw line, right? He is not a 79% free throw shooter, and that is what is sending him down. Maybe you can get a chance here to be able to get a buy low while you know his assistant uh, scoring might look high. You can put this into a into a deal and be like, hey, look, 
his assists and points are high, but you know you need these other categories, right? And he's killing you in the free throw, uh, free throws. No, no, he's, you're, you're bang on, and that's what you got to look yeah. at. You got to look at what they need and what they Everything. don't need. So that's that's what you can look at these. So this was a guy we talked about at the beginning of the season, Skitty. I'm right with you. That was a possible MVP candidate. Like we were looking at Devin Booker, no matter what, with this big three in Phoenix to have absolute real valid impact across the board. And he's look, he's still Devin Booker. He's still absolutely incredibly elite. But what do the other blokes need? Like, do they need block shots? Cool. Maybe you get someone, maybe you flirt with someone like a Jaron Jackson Jr. and someone else in your package and you can get a guy back. Like, what do they need? Because yeah, Book hasn't been showing out. Like we want, we have this beautiful notion of Devin Booker you know, the once and future king to Kendall Jenner. We I mean, we had this beautiful version of Devin Booker is like this player. But when they, when guy, and this is the thing, like when we invest high, where do you think you would have gone skiddy in most leagues? Like second round most, at worst? Uh, yeah, mostly third? it was early second round. It was roughly around about pick 14, 15, I think from memory, or maybe yeah. even 13, yeah. roughly around that. And, and this is like, people don't want to give up a bloke in the second round for just chump change. So you may be looking at maybe a third or fourth round bloke who's excelling right now and giving you those stats. That's what can really open up a that's what can really open up a bit of a window for you. So we're going to roll from there because we, we really want to look at guys like that as our main ones. So if those are our two main guys, is there anyone else? Touch on your other like on you guys. Let's touch on them. If you got a couple uh, of other names you want to run by for me, sell what, yeah. like, sell what, buy lows. There's one that actually surprised me when I was going through, and that's Bam out of bio. He's the 168th ranked player over the last three weeks while Jimmy's been out. But it's a pretty obvious reason of why he's so far down. Um, he's averaging 21 points per game and 9.8 rebounds. Nothing wrong there. 4.8 assists, fine. A steal and a block. You, you look at all that and you go, how good's that? But he's averaging, he's only shooting 47% from the field, which is very, very unbam like. He's shooting 74% from the free throw line as well, which is one of the reasons why Bam is so good as a center is because normally his free throw is better than that. And then he's getting four turnovers a game. And that's just an an absolute obvious fact that it's because Jimmy Butler isn't there and, and um, Kyle Lowry's not there. So he's absolutely smacking you in free throw in his um, turnovers. So he's he can be way better than this. We all know that, so it's an easy buy low. These are the type of players that you need to look at um, when you go, okay, there is got to be a reason why, but people only look, you know, some people only look at the start of the box scores. Uh, they'll only look at points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. And then they just leave out the other set of the categories because they can't be bothered looking at them. But th- this is where you can pounce on a player. Bam's 48th of the year, right? Yeah. And... He can be so much better than that, but the numbers at the moment are just so down, and it's just purely because he's field goal, free throw, and turnovers. They're the ones that are are down, and you know, I it's to me, it's just an obvious thing of when Jimmy comes back, Bam doesn't have to get as many turnovers as he does because Jimmy helps him, you know, take the ball out of his hands. Free throws are going to come up, and then Jimmy obviously and Kyle Lowry give him way better looks. Um, at the rim as well because so many people, you know, gravitate towards Jimmy and then Bam gets open. So there's another like another nice little nugget there that you can try and get the buy low for Bam out of Bayou. Now there's there's a player that I want to flow out there for you as well, and you touched on someone as well. I'm I'm a little bit tempted by by Alper and Shengun as a buy low, and I know it sounds weird when you're talking about a buy low guy who really? scored 24 points, 30 points, 37 points, 22 points. And he's had some monster rebound games here, 16, 15. But the thing that we liked about Alpi, and the thing we want to remember about Alpi to really set your heart on fire at the beginning of the season is that we love some certain things from him because there were things that we didn't see from him last season that we were we were wondering why. We wanted to see him get some more blocks, get some more steals, be a more consistent playmaker, and shoot the three ball better. And all of that was there. All of those statistical profiles were there to begin the season and everyone's like, oh, Alpi's great. Alpi's great. Alpi's great. Yeah, Alpi was great. Alpi was absolutely incredible. In the last month, like last week, he was amazing. Like he was incredible. But there's just, those are starting to show some regression. I just think those things are going to come back. And so when I say buy low, it's not like, oh, he's playing shithouse because obviously he's not. He's a first round, he's been showing first round player. But I don't think people are going to value him as a first round guy. 
I don't think they're going to value him as a second round guy because of those things are missing. And people are really, if you could offer someone, like I know people have been sending out trades for Carl Anthony Towns for him, for Bam out of bio for him. There's been these big man swap things going on for people who are like, maybe they're fine on points. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're okay on rebounds and they're looking for the promise of steals, blocks, better percentages. Because his percentages have been solid. His free throws have been solid. He actually offers a lot more upside, but I just think there's this value in uh, there's this value for Alpi that could just go very very quickly. I just think he's a guy that can come and go at times, and he's on an upward swing right now. He literally is for me on an upwards. Like I literally love the bloke. But the things that we love for players when they disappear, and people are hunting for those things come playoff time. So this is my caveat. He's not a buy low but he's not giving you what he needs. So those players who are looking for him, it might be an interesting look or a dynamic for you to shake things up on your roster and give one of those high, like maybe so, maybe you throw out there like a Victor Wenbanyama, who I think has a potential to rest down the stretch, Skitty. Mm-hmm. I think there's games that he can take off. There's even these reports coming out from the San Antonio Spurs people that, you know, that they're not passing him the ball when he's open enough, that there's a little bit discontent in the team with Victor. Like all these really weird things are going on that we're not used to hearing from the days of Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio. If they do end up resting him, this is a guy, oh, all of a sudden, oh, there's all these sexy blocks and steals for Victor Wembanyama. You could get Alpi Shengun for that. And I actually think Alpi is the guy I might prefer more long-term, possibly. Okay. I'd still take, I'm, I'm still taking, um, Wemby, but that's all right because, you know, I want the blocks and I think he's just a freak of nature and I think he's just going to be amazing for fantasy for so many years to come. So, but I hear what you're saying though because Alpi is, he's an amazing talent. There's a reason yeah. why people compare him to like somewhat Jokic light um, because he's bloody good. I, and I love watching Alpi. I reckon he's fantastic. Yeah. I love how he does everything and his heart is just so good. And, Shit, man, I'll tell you what, if he gets some, you know, cheeseburgers and gets on the back of a couple of horses over the offseason, man, we could be seeing an absolute Jokic comparison here because he can read the game so well. And he's and I'm all in on him. I'm all in on him in your fantasy seasons, man. Like he's got that, you're right. He reads the game so well. Like watching him play is like he's got that European motor where they just read the game of basketball so well. Yeah, I haven't seen him. He does this move as well where he like kind of rolls into the post. He puts his shoulder and his arm into his defender in the post and he shoots a he shoots a hook shot, but he shoots it from about like here and he just kind of goes yeah, it's like, it's like that. Boop. It's quick as yep. all shit. Boop. And I've never seen it's it like get little... blocked. And then if not, he'll pull back Boop. and he'll do like this little fadeaway. And he it's like a Jokic shot as well. That that fadeaway is not getting blocked either. Um no, no. So, yeah. So no, I really love what uh, Alpi's done. How about any uh, hot guys aside from Kelly Oubre? Oh, this one. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Oh, I had that ready for you, Skitty. It's like I, I actually should have just messaged you, but I haven't got my phone anywhere bloody near me. Uh, I would like to say I would like to submit the case of one Bogdan Bogdanovich as a sell high. I just think he has been incredibly, inc- incredibly good this season and i'm a proud owner i i was in a league earlier this season where i had him and kobe white in a deal to get one tyrese maxi the day before a trade uh, happened with james harden going and everyone was like oh bogdan shit he's he's just like not even like the eighth man in atlanta i'm like no dude the guy is going to be amazing and i actually think kobe white's going to be an incredible player like this season and, and give you a, and it was like, oh it's crap and this was before the trade and we didn't know what was going on and it was announced that harden would be coming back into the lineup so we made this trade and then yep. it got vetoed on the back of everyone said it was horseshit. The Bogdan Bogdanovich was crap. The bloke is getting you three assists a game, 1.4 steals. He's getting four threes a game on 48% shooting. Like Bogdan Bogdanovich has been incredible in Atlanta, but Jalen Johnson's back and we're already starting to see that potentially there is a potential for that to change quite easily. So I do think that there is a sell high window on for the hot guy that is one Bogdan Bogdanovich because he has been a consistent contributor in a lot of categories in your teams. And people are going to see what he offers across the board. But I think his window when DeAndre Hunter is back and they're figuring out that with Sadiq Bay, I think he's also a potential trade candidate in this team as well come the deadline if they want to make a move because we've got to look at his contract and – you know, these things need to be considered. 
I don't know if they will. I mean, I love, I, if I was an Atlanta Hawk, I wouldn't want to let the bloke walk. But if someone comes along that they find more enamored by, well, maybe they shake it up. Maybe it's a Capella and Bogdanovich trade that they get someone big for them. I, I don't know, but I definitely think he's the guy right now that's it's, it's basically at the peak of his powers. He doesn't get much better than this. Oh, mate, he's been absolutely sensational. I mean, over the last three weeks, what, he's averaging 23 points per game and on the season he's at 20, he's at 17. So, um, and that's what the, he's been getting uh, six extra minutes per game. So that right there is the flag of, of what's going on. And I believe that's because of Hunter and Johnson's um, absences. So, I, I mean, his three-point shooting has been amazing. He's been almost hitting uh, – he's been hitting three-and-a-half threes per game. Um, his steals is what has been really impressing me for this year, yep. uh, which has been 1.3. Uh, that's come away in the last little bit. Um, he's obviously going to have sky-high free-throw uh, percentage as well. I know it's on low attempts per game, but it's that's what's solid about it. But, yeah, I'm hearing what you're saying. I think it is a bit of a uh, sell-high just because, you know, 23 points per game on the usage that he's been um, been getting. Nice. He's been getting, mate, he's been getting 26 usage. That's outrageous. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's working. For some reason, these Atlanta Hawks are playing really good basketball. And the ball is, they've been playing great. And Okongwu is getting minutes beside Capella. And they've been really shaken up under there. And I like it. I like what they're doing. And I think this is the whole thing of Bogdan Bogdanovich to start with. He was amazing. Look, I took him. Here's the history of the bloke. He was, I drafted him. I oh know I added him from free agents at the season. He went undrafted. I added him from free agents and then I put him, I ended up getting him in another trade for someone else actually at the season. But this is his time. He's been just so solid. Another 22 points last game, three rebounds, only one assist. You know, like this is a guy who's been playing great. And the assists, by the way, were there more in volume at the beginning of the season. And they've kind of tapered out. Like there'll be five, then there'll be three, then there'll be one. The steals, they were there two or three a game, they've kind of faded a little bit right now. There's been none the last couple of games, no defensive cats. And his percentages are starting to dip down as well. There's been 300, 400, 380, instead of these like 500, 600 games. So I just think this is the time now to move off of him before it continues because he's going to be a roller coaster, but you might be able to get a really nice piece back for him. Who about you, Skitty? Who's one of you? I agree. I agree. Who's your hot guy? Well, um, I mean, we could do the dead obvious one if we want. I mean, we'll say it for everyone, but Dante Exum is pretty much the most obvious sell high right now. Oh, he's currently ranked 60th. We love him because he's an Australian, but come on, man. He's shooting 64% from the field for the last, um, for the last three weeks. Um, and also 57% from three. That's outstanding. Um, but Kyrie Irving's coming back. I don't, I know that they said Dante will still start. I just don't think he gets the same amount of um, touches as he does without Kyrie. So I think yep. if you can get anyone, you know, around that top 100, top 90, you take it. But if not, you just keep rolling with it. And then if he goes out of the lineup, then you just drop him. But um, I think Dante is the most obvious sell high at the moment. But, you know, you might be able to find the one there at the right price. Um, the other one that, I have is Tyus Bloody Jones. There we go. I'm with you as well. In the last three weeks, which is outrageous credit to Tyus, but there's he's um he's 56. A waiver wire guy. Let's let's not let's not mince words here. This bloke was on waiver wires. People were fed up with what Tyus Jones was doing. The promise wasn't there at the beginning of the season, Skitty, and they made it. He's turned it around entirely, and he now he's one of the hottest properties in fantasy. Hundred percent, man. He has turned it around, and he, he. The amazing thing is, as well, is that he's doing it in about twenty-eight minutes per game, which is amazing. But there's there's obvious signs here of why he's been so high. We know that the reason why Tyus Jones was so good in fantasy was because of his assist to turnover ratio. And it's good to see that since being in Washington, that hasn't gone away. Uh, he still averages 5.4 assists with 0.8 turnovers, which is just fantastic for a guard. But yeah, the reason why he's been so high as of um, as of the last three weeks, his threes have doubled. Three-pointers made has doubled. He's gone up one rebound per game. He's getting an extra two assists, but his steals have gone from 1.2 to two. And that right there is telling you why 
and it's all actually sorry. There's another reason as well. It's because his uh, field goal percentage has gone from 53% on the year, which is amazing for a point guard. 53% for the year has gone up to 63. He has gone up 10 percentage points in Massive. the last three weeks. So right there is your is your red flags. He's not going to be that good. But if I can get a top 50 player back for Tyus Jones, even top 60, I will probably take it. Um, we know that he's not going to be. Well, he's most Should likely I do Miles Bridges for him? Should I switch him from Miles Bridges? I would, would you do him for Miles oh, Bridges? Oh, wait, a question. If, wait, would I trade Tyus for Miles? Yeah, if, if someone was offering Tyus Jones to you and sent you Miles Bridges, what would you what would you do? I ooh, that's it's interesting. It's interesting, it is interesting, isn't it? I think it I did would, make me think. Yeah, I think I'd feel more comfortable having the swing on Bridges than I would Tyus. I think Tyus is playing at his max, and Bridges with Lamelo is just is better. Yeah, I think he's better. Just, he just skyrockets when he has Lamelo there with him. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you can I be curious. Is he tempted? You're tempted. You're tempted. Yeah, you you, you think, yeah. You think it's about just it. The numbers that Tyus is putting out right now, they seem so good, and it's just you want to know if that is completely real. But I feel like the Wizards know that Pools is going to be the point guard. Pools going to be, yep. you know, hope, well, Pool. hopefully what we all yep. thought he was, but. Yeah, that's my opinion. Have you got any more top guys? Mate, just Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford would be my other one in Washington. He's been playing really well the last couple of weeks as well. So he's on my radar. Just as always, ordering. From Gafford, that's outrageous that he's been doing as of late, though. His field goal percentage is incredible. His free throw percentage has been up. His blocks per game have been 2.5 the last couple of weeks. And this yeah. is a guy who was at like 1.3 last year, 1.4 the year before. So his blocks have gone up and he's been at 2.6. So that's almost double what his blocks were last year. His rebounds are up about nine for the last couple of weeks as well. He's yeah. getting just under 30 minutes. He's just we, we always said Gafford was locked in as the as the and you said this to begin the season. That's why I want to touch on Gafford yep. for you, Skitty. Uh, who else is playing the big man role yep. in Washington? No one. And he's doing this on twenty nine minutes a night right now. Twenty five minutes on twenty six minutes basically on the season. I think Daniel Gafford. His, his free throws are up right now. I think they might regress a little bit towards his norms. He's been about – the yeah. best was last season at 732, but he's been shooting his free throws over 800 the last couple of weeks. So that looks a bit of a good flashy time. People are like, oh, over 800 if they look over the last couple of weeks. Oh, look, he's improving. He's improving. Well, maybe I think it might be a statistical regression there. So I want to look for those outliers. So I think it's definitely on my radar just as buying something from the standard squeeze. Could be skinny. Oh yeah, oh yeah, lovely. Always, uh, always, always on. I can see the pink one I got for my wife for her return to work back there. Hello, hello. My wife just actually walked by with the baby, and I I don't know if she smiled at me or she just smiled at that I got her a standard squeeze pink up. Look, I'll get it. I'll get it right here. I, I would definitely say it'd be because of the standard squeeze. There's no question. It's it's because of this bad boy. This is what I got her. I got part of her Christmas present. I I jumped on and used it. Thank you very much for the promo code, Ash, and everyone there. Standard squeeze as well. Use promo code inside 15 for 15% off these ones. She's going back to work for maternity leave. It's your four and one cup. She can put a hot chocolate in there every morning. She does hot chocolates on oat milk. That's her drink of choice. I'm thinking when she returns to work, she's got to jump on that train. What can she take with her? This, because she loves pink. That's it. Get your four okay. and one. And it comes in sexy. It comes in sexy black, but also pink. That's, is, my one. My that's one your sexy one. Black. I love it. My one's sexy black too. So make sure you jump onto our friends at Standard Squeeze. Big shout out to them. And to you, Skitty, NBA, we're back, baby. Yeah, boy. Always always a pleasure doing it with you, Jay. So yeah, mate. Let's uh hopefully we get a couple of winners over on the uh on the uh hate check on the weekend. So mate, we'll put one in the morning. Actually, we'll jump, we'll chat to each other in the morning. We'll jump on a phone yeah. call and we'll put a thing in. We'll post it up online as well. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to all things Insight uh, on our thing ins- at InsightFS on Twitter, Instagram, Insight Fantasy Sports on YouTube. If you haven't liked to subscribe, we are available also on Apple Podcasts, on all of your podcast needs. Get on there. We're on Apple. Just We're, we're basically everywhere. And you should be yeah. liking and subscribing to all our NBA content because we're at the hump point. Week 10 of your fantasy season. We'll catch you soon, guys. And girls. <laughs>